and welcome to the I Choose series. Thank you so much for having me, finally. <laughs> I'm so sorry it took this long, but why don't we just, you know, tell us a little bit about who you are and um, where you are and, yeah, a little bit about that stuff. Okay, so um, I am Samantha Francis. I am many things. Um, so I am a coach. I'm based in London. I'm a coach, a mentor, a therapist, a Reiki master, an author, a teacher, a motivational speaker. Um, and um, that it, it all kind of centers around my business, my work. My business is Soul Holistics, where it's about the, the core values are about kind of healing from the inside out and healing in, in different ways and using different um, techniques and modalities to um, assist you in creating the life that, that actually you want to be living. I love that. I love that. You know, that's very, very much in line with what we're building here with the I Choose series, which is all about reminding people that they're the lead in their life story. Yes. I think that, you know, the synergies here, the connection is, um, is like right on point. And if I'm not mistaken, it was Alana, who uh, is a mutual friend who connected us. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. And Alana, for those who don't know, you got to check out. Um, can you tell me the name of her, of her organization right now? It's Mission Millie. Mission Millie, Millie right? Yeah. So if you guys want to check that out, Alana's doing amazing, amazing things right now in the UK. But um, so Samantha, so you've been doing this type of work in holistic healing for how long now? Gosh, two, many, many years. Um, for around a good, within the last 10 years, I've been studying, I've been training, I've been working. Um, but yeah, it, I, I've been doing it for within the last 10 years. Yeah. Awesome. And so yeah. what are some of the biggest um the biggest things or issues that you've found that you've encountered with individuals that you've had an opportunity to work with, what is, what is the biggest, we could just get right into it. What's the biggest roadblock that people are facing every single day? I would have to say people find it really difficult to love themselves and to mm -hmm. value themselves and people don't know how to. Mm -hmm. And I think with all of the, my experience and the clients that I've had, it, it usually boils down to that. Like, where do you place your value? Are you giving yourself enough? Are you filling your own cup? Um, and a lot of the time we're not. We, we kind of place that at the bottom of our, our priority list. You know, we've got to do this, we've got to do that. But a lot of people that I've encountered are lacking in giving themselves and feeding themselves um, and then feeling empty and then that kind of manifesting in physical ailments or, you know, depression and stress and, you know, coming out in that way. Yeah, I definitely can, I definitely can agree with, um, with that. So through the I Choose series now, we've built up a little bit of a following and we're continuing to build a following through the I Choose series and meeting a variety of new people, talking about, you know, a lot of different um, struggles that they've encountered or just battles that they're yeah. facing. Yeah. You know, and I would say that what I have been learning from individuals has been to take care of yourself as if you were taking care of someone else. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I think as human beings, 
we're really good at looking out for other people. We're really good at loving other people. We're really good at putting it outwards. But I mm. feel like when it comes to giving it to ourselves and going inwards with it, it's almost like a lot of us have been conditioned to believe that's selfish and that's wrong. When actually you, you can't, the saying is right, you cannot pour from an empty cup. And that's what a lot of us are kind of walking around and trying to do. And it's just so much easier to fill your own cup up first. You know, yeah. you know, I, I got to tell you personally, I mean, that's something I've struggled with for a long time yeah. myself. You know what I mean? It's like, yes, I think you hit the nail on the head. I think that we do kind of look at self care or taking yeah. care of ourselves as something that's selfish. Yeah, totally. You know? So what's one of the, what's, what are, what are some of the recommendations that you have or some of the first things people can do to really, you know, start take caring, start to take care of themselves better. Number one, you have to see yourself as important, just as important as everybody else. Um, mm. And place that value on yourself first. I know it's really difficult. I work with a lot of mothers. I'm a mother myself of two girls. And when everybody is pulling on you and you're having to be responsible for so many other people or care for other people, you place the value of those around you before yourself one of the best things you can do is actually say, hang on, I'm important too, you know? Yeah. And if I need the, this 15 minutes, even if it's 15 minutes with the phone off and a cup of tea or coffee or whatever, and I just want to have silence, that's my self-care and I'm entitled to that. And mm -hmm. I'm going to do that because actually when I have, even if it's those 15 minutes for myself, I'm loving myself, I'm valuing myself, I'm respecting my needs. I'm filling my cup. And actually, I'm going to feel better from doing that. And I'm going to have more to offer everyone else around me. And self-care can come in so many different ways. Like for some people, it will be having a nice hot bath without being disturbed. It'll be going and doing things that they want to do. It'll be, you know, watching a funny movie. It's different for everybody. But I always kind of try and say self-care should always feel good. You know, as long as you've got that high vibration afterwards or that kind of really, really nice, blissful feeling, that is you giving yourself the attention and the nurturing that you deserve to have and that you're entitled to have too. A lot of us, we don't give ourselves permission to receive. Yeah. We really don't until we're either really, really sick and that's when we value our wellness, you know, or we're in a really bad place emotionally with stress or whatever. And that's when we really kind of want to feel better when actually if we created almost like a routine where self-care is in our daily life, I think it would really affect the way our, our body responds to things as well. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't agree with you more. I mean, I know that um, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a father. I got three little, guys, little ones. And uh, it's very, very challenging at times for either my wife or myself yeah. to have that, that time, you know? So I think that it also comes down to what you, what you mentioned when you said, like, how we value ourselves. You know, do we yeah. value ourselves? And if we do value ourselves, um, you know, can we give ourselves that little bit of time? Yeah. Why do you think that we're in a place right now where people <laughs> value themselves so little? From a holistic perspective, I think as a society, a lot of us, and obviously everything's moving with the times, a lot of us have become really disconnected. We've become more connected with 
things like social media and there's nothing wrong with that of course but you know the internet's taking over the world's changing technology's taking over and what's happened is people have lost the connection with others but also with themselves as well like how many times have you been to a restaurant and you've seen people sat around a table and they're on their phones i know i know I know. So, all right. So then let's, let's talk about what we're talking about here now is the importance of human connectedness. You know, I mean, I definitely look, I'm a little bit of a tech nerd myself and <laughs> I could see us going to dinner with virtual reality glasses at some yeah. point while you're in the UK and here I'm in New York and we, we have some tea and we're talking about this in a virtual setting. I yeah. could see that, you know, in five, 10, 15 years being a reality um because of the way things are moving and how quickly it's moving yeah. but can you just can you talk just for a little bit just to the importance of that human connectedness because i'm a very big believer in that yeah you know it's it's so important it's just you know i can't stress enough how important it is like you see it on my face but it and because it affects everything you do everything in life requires you to connect with somebody and in, in whatever way, whether it's your, your son, your daughter, somebody that you talk to on the street, there, there's a connection being established. And when you have connection, not only with yourself, but with others, you can create relationships from that. You can walk away and think, God, you know, I had this really wonderful chat with this lady that I just met on the street, don't know her, she's a complete stranger. And I walked away feeling so inspired and so happy. And she's walked away feeling the same way. It just, energetically, it raises your vibration up. It makes you feel good. It makes the other person feel good. You're then going to go off on your separate pathways. You're then going to do and, and behave in ways that, again, raise other people's vibrations and, and create more positivity there. You know, I'm very much an old school person. I still up to today, God forgive me, I'm a pen and paper girl. <laughs> like, my... <laughs> My 11-year-old teaches me about techie stuff and whatever. So, you know, and, and I like it that way. Yes, I, I know things are moving on, but I like to really just kind of sit and connect and talk to people and find out about people. And people are so interesting. You know, I, I find when you sit there and you connect with somebody, something special really happens. And I feel like when you don't do that, you're missing out on something really, really beautiful, you know? I, I agree a thousand percent. I mean, look, selfishly, I'm a people person, you know? So, I mean, the I Choose series, yes, it's my baby. It's my passion project. And I love what we're building here. Uh, part of the idea is building a community around others, helping each other. And I believe in using the social platform of Facebook Lives, Instagram Lives, the podcast, the YouTube, yeah. you know, all the different uh, things that are available to us today to have meaningful conversations with strangers who I've never met yeah. before in person and most of the time never even spoken to until we do the lives. I like that, you know. If somebody asked me, hey, Mike, if you could, if you could have any, you know, three wishes in the world, what would they be? Um, my three wishes are very simple. I would, I would wish to be able to um, read ancient languages, speak all current languages so I could talk to anybody anywhere in the world at any time, yeah. and be able to write in future languages so that I could leave a legacy later on in the world. Yeah. That's something that I, I love because I enjoy speaking with people. 
why why is human connection so important? We know that it is important, but yes. why is it really important? Because whether we like it or not, we need each other. Mm. We need each other. Having, you know, relationships, connection and relationships, regardless of whatever those relationships are, are fundamentally important. They are core needs for a human being to have. And if you're not creating connection, if you're not having connections with people and creating them, you can often feel very, very kind of empty as well. It doesn't feel good, you know. It feels almost in a way fulfilling, but not in a codependent way. It's a natural thing to do, to want to connect. Yeah. You know, and sometimes when we go against what actually is really natural, it doesn't, it doesn't feel right. It feels wrong. Yeah. It's just that internal barometer, right? Yeah. 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 Do you think that that, you know, will change over time? I mean, we can see, you know, with younger generations right now where people are building relationships over social media, over the internet, with people they've never met before, with people they've never actually spent time with. Um, and then I guess this may be a difficult question, but I, I'm very, very curious about it. Is it possible to build connections that are not real? And what is the importance of a physical touch in that? That's, that's really interesting. Um, do I hope that, the, you know, okay. Let me let me tackle each thing that you said there. Right. So the first thing you said was, do I think that that would possibly change? I don't know, Michael. <laughs> I genuinely don't know. Like because yeah. times are changing, and I see it online as well all the time. Like people that have created these great friendships online um, with people that they've never met, and I think for some people that might be fine. That's okay. I can only speak for myself when I say for me, I, I genuinely, I, I feel like I need human interaction. And, you know, I, I think there's a, for me, I think there's a big difference from actually talking to somebody online to sitting down next to them, having a coffee or whatever, and, and, and having that face-to-face -face yeah. connection. For me, a kind of a social media connection or, or online relationship would feel false in comparison to a connection that would be like in person or face to face. Mm -hmm. But that's just me. Yeah, that no, just, and that's you know. why I'm asking because we're seeing we're seeing a younger generation who I'm I'm one of those I'm I'm at that age group where I remember life before the internet. Yeah, I remember when the internet came about. Yeah, and now I'm living in it. Right, so. I'm, I'm not part of that generation, but, you know, I know that my children, you know, will never live in a world without the internet yeah. and without these tools. And so I'm curious about, you know, the physical touch and the importance of that, because again, if we could put ourselves in a virtual space where we could be sitting down face to face, yet I'm in New York and you're in the UK um, in a virtual world, you know, the importance of that, like, what does that do to our psyche, to our mind? The power of touch, and I, and I mean it, that it, it is a powerful, powerful thing. You know, it, it can evoke emotions. It can, it can trigger you. It can bring up stuff that you didn't know, even know was there. It can be yeah. healing. So, yeah. you know, as a therapist, I've, I've put my hands on people and they've just burst out crying. 
I remember when, you know, I had my youngest and I was just at my wit's end. As you will know, no sleep. You're stressed out. The kid's crying yeah. all the time. And, you know, I was dealing with it on my own and I felt like I was about to snap. And I was then, I was somewhere public and this older lady came up to me and she put her hand on my shoulder and she said, don't, don't stress out, mum. It's okay. But it was her touch that made me go from here to here. Mm. I just wanted somebody to hug me. I just wanted somebody to kind of say, it's okay. But through her touch is what made me think, okay, it's okay. It's all right. It's going to be okay. And it can be healing. I mean, think about how, like, when you hug somebody, how does that make you feel? Even if you're not upset and you're just really pleased to see somebody and you embrace with that person, it feels good. When you oh, yeah. are upset and somebody puts their arm around you or touches you in some way or form, it feels nurturing. It feels healing. It feels like, that you know, you're loved and you're cared for. It feels natural. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I totally 100% agree with you and believe in it as a, as a film director. I've sat down with people in a scene and they're complete strangers and uh, a mother daughter, for example, about yeah. to have an exchange of dialogue, um, two actors sitting in the room. And now you can film that, you know, straight on. They've never met before. But what I've found is a great technique is that once everybody's settled and calm, I ask them to, if they feel comfortable to sit close to each other and touch cheek to cheek just for a minute. Yeah. And then we reshoot that scene. And the connection now yeah. in that scene between somebody who's acting to be a mother and then acting to be the daughter yeah. um, is much more believable than it would be when you just have two strangers who, who have never physically yeah. touched one another. Exactly. And, that, and that to me is fascinating. Yeah. But remember, Michael, when a baby is born, what is the protocol straight away? You know, if, that, if there are no obviously any issues there with the child, right you on take the, the baby chest. straight on the skin to skin. Yep skin to skin right away because it creates connection yeah. you see it's natural i mean don't yeah. get me wrong like it's really dependent on the person i personally think you can have really wonderful um connections online and you know and i have those too but for me i think for me if i'm if i'm looking for a deeper more meaningful connection and that's just me my preference would be to have a face-to-face -face physical i agree yeah i agree no, I agree with you 100%, but I am, I am curious about, like, the future generations and what yeah. that looks like, you know? So let me ask, Samantha, why is this important to you? All this work that you're doing, you know, everything that you mentioned in the beginning, like, why is this so important to who you are as a human being? Because I've learned from everything that I've gone through, from being a very disconnected person from my, my teens, how important it is to connect with yourself and love yourself. Your life will change. It will change mm -hmm. in ways that you wouldn't even imagine. You know, um, it becomes more meaningful. There are so many of us walking around, like I said, that don't know how to love ourselves, don't know how to create connection, don't know how to value ourselves, feeling so lost. And we don't need to feel that way. You know, there are teachers out there, there are healers out, whatever, whatever label you want to put on yourself that are, that have been in those shoes and have come out of them and have a different reality now because of that. 
I'm a firm believer that you create your world or, you know, you, you have more control in your life and in your world than you think. But mm. sometimes you need to have the right people, the right mindset, the right situations maybe to kind of help you get there. So yeah. it's really with the work that I do, I enjoy it so much because I always say I'm assisting you in assisting yourself. I'm not doing the work for you. I'm here to help you, trigger you, do whatever I need to do to get you to realize your potential and realize that actually you can create any life that you want. And how do I know that? Because of everything that I've gone through since I was 16 years old. If you told me when I was, you know, a few years back that I would be here talking to you about my business and living a life that brings me joy, I wouldn't have believed you. I would have laughed. I was a completely different person. Hmm. I am evidence that you can change your world by changing your perception and by changing how you feel about yourself and empowering yourself and giving yourself permission to, to be you and feel good about that. Yeah, you know, I know that that is something that many, many people struggle with because you know, in the beginning, when we started the I Choose series, we had a lot of people who were following who were um, suffering with addiction, um, you know, and a lot of that addiction that they were, they were filling emptiness. Yeah, um, they were numbing the pain, you yeah. know, and they spoke very, very freely about that. And, you know, we have a guy who we're actually meeting with now every 30 days by the name of Justin. Yeah. Um, who, you know, we, we celebrated 30, we celebrated 60. Now we're looking to celebrate 90 days with him. Yeah. Uh, and this is a guy who hasn't been clean in 15 years, you know? So you talk about empowerment. You talk about loving yourself. You talk about that stuff. Really simply, what are some things? Because people hear that a lot. But yeah. I want to really get to the root, Samantha. Like, I really want to get to an understanding. Like, what is something simply, what is something that, that people can do that's very simple um, that can, can start them on that path of becoming who they really want to be? And that's a good point because you're right. People say it all the time, self-care, self-love, you go, you know. Totally. But there are so many of us walking around like, how do you do that? Exactly. One of the simplest, I have a thing where I say I like to keep things simple, right? So one of the easiest ways that I like to start my clients off with is by telling them, do what makes you feel good. It's so basic, but if you speak to a lot of people, you'll find that they don't. Yeah, or like I said, they put it at the bottom of the list. So yeah. like in my, I have a free Facebook group for mothers and I created that group because I found that mothers in particular do not practice self-care or place themselves first. And I thought it, you know, I just was like, no, this is so important to do. Okay. Because for us to be the best mothers that we can be, we have to empower ourselves. We have to value ourselves. We have to practice self-care. So I even, I, at the beginning of the group, I ran like a, um, like a, a challenge you know, give yourself up to an hour, it can be anything from 10 minutes to an hour, to just do something that you like to do. Don't care about what anyone else says about it. People will always have something to say. Oh, you shouldn't yeah. be doing this, you should be doing that. You know, it's about actually saying, actually, no, I'm, I want to do this. I want to do this. It's important for me to do it. And if you can do that consistently, like I said, it doesn't have to be anything major. I'm not saying go and do a skydive or count, you know, climb Mount Everest. I'm saying 
put your needs first. Sometimes it's okay to say no. That in itself can be self-care. Oh, can you do this to help me? If you know that you saying yes is going to put you out or put you in a bad place, say no and be okay with that. The world's not going to fall apart. But it's really difficult as well because there are a lot of us that are, are working on a lot of like fear vibrations, fear of being judged, uh, you know, fear of being unloved, you know. And again, I've been there with it and it took me so many years to just say, actually, I don't care what anybody says anymore, you know. Um, and really just when you reach that place, you rise up within yourself and that's you placing value on yourself and on your life to the point where you can say, do you know what, I'm going to go and do this and I know everybody around me isn't going to like it, but that's okay because I like it and that makes me happy. And when I'm happy, everyone else around me is happy. And that's okay <laughs> because I don't need anyone else's approval, you know? Yeah. And yeah. that's what's important. But, you know, I always say start off small. Start off with really simple things that don't feel like an effort. You know, I'm not going to, I never tell my clients, unless you want to go away and you want to meditate for hours and hours upon each day, and you really want to go in that direction, you know, that's up to you, but you don't need to do that. You don't, you just need to get into a routine, like the same way you'd get up, you'd make your bed, you'd brush your teeth, you'd eat, you know, anything like that, place that in that routine as well. Mm. I speak to some people, they don't even eat in the day they forget to eat and and nurture their bodies in that way so for those people i would say schedule in three meals a day or start being more connected with your stomach when you feel hungry feed and nurture yourself that's a way of loving yourself and placing yourself first i really don't think it it needs to be something that's really complicated or difficult Mm -hmm. you know yeah do you think that people out there are you think that we're seeing more and more people who are maybe subconsciously self-destructive in a way? You know, you say people who, you know, they, they, they forget to feed themselves. I mean, this is, this is the basics of being a human being. You have to breathe air to survive and yeah. you have to eat at least once, you know, every 40 days at the least. <laughs> that's, that's it. Yeah. That's, yeah. Otherwise it's done, you know, and if you're not drinking any water in three days, yeah. you're done too. So, I mean, we're talking about the most basic human um, needs, you know. Do you think that somewhere along the lines, we've become more self-destructive in some way? I think, I think we have. I think because a lot of us are running on fear, like I said, judgment, not feeling good yeah. about ourselves, not valuing ourselves, caring too much about what other people feel we can sometimes turn it inwards and attack ourselves. You know, I've been there with that, you know, especially with the whole eating side of things. I, I, when I was going through my, my breakup with my first partner, I was destroyed inside and I was punishing myself by not eating Mm. because that was the only thing that I could control. or I felt I could control at that point in my life. When I look back and I think, wow, you really, really disliked yourself that much. You, 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 you didn't even give yourself the basic needs, you know, but I think if, if there are more teachers out there and more simplicity around self care and self love and all of that, and people actually realize that it's actually really simple, simple things that they can implement in their day. 
and they can keep doing that, hopefully that whole sabotaging and imposter syndrome, whatever label you want to put on it, will decline. Because once you place yeah. your value and you raise that up, you're not going to want to do those things to yourself as much. Yeah. And, you know, you, you said something, you know, punishing ourselves, you know, or you, you, you talked about punishing yourself. Why yeah. is it easier to punish ourselves than it is to reward ourselves? That's a good question. I think because a lot of the time, I don't know about you, but I find people find it a lot easier to say negative things about themselves than positive mm -hmm. things. Mm -hmm. right so it's almost yeah. like if somebody said oh tell me something amazing about yourself they would like it's likely that they would get very very sheepish about it oh you know I can't I can't really say this or I shouldn't really you know but if I said tell me something really negative about yourself they could roll out with so many different things about themselves yeah. it's almost right. like we've been programmed to go towards the negative almost like a default but that's not that's not our default. Our default is to love ourselves and praise ourselves and raise ourselves up. You know why? Because we cannot rely on anybody else to do that. We have to fill our own cups. Anybody else that wants to come in there and enhance that, that's brilliant. But essentially, the only people, let's be honest, that we can be reliant on is, is ourselves. Yeah, I agree with you a thousand percent. You know, I came to the realization not too long ago you know, about, you know, it's not anyone else's responsibility to make me happy. Yeah. You know, yeah. and we, we live in a culture and in a society and in a world where all the entertainment that we consume is all about finding that other to make us happy. That yeah. missing piece. Without the missing piece, yeah. we are not whole. When that is all a lie, it's all bullshit because we are whole. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know? And that's, that's, you know, that's about the whole connection with ourselves again, you know, and where if we're lacking a connection with ourselves, nobody in this world is going to fill that connection. Nobody will, not in the way that you want them to, you know, how many of us have had relationships where they've broken up and our whole world has fallen apart. Yeah. You know, we've had to drag ourselves up, pick ourselves up and, and piece it all back together again. You know, Sometimes situations don't need to be as painful as they are if we're filling our own cups. Yeah. You know? And us first. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it also, I don't know, can you still hear me? Yeah. Yeah. We're having some major storms here you can't see in New York, but it looks like my electrics my electricity just went out. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> It's like it's like the the world does not want this conversation to happen. Oh dear! No what, huh? <laughs> oh gosh! Yeah. Well, let's keep going as long yeah. as you can hear me. Okay, you can yeah. hear me, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, I I'm very very moved by everything that you're saying. I'm super inspired by it, and not just for our community and everyone that's been following the iTunes series, but for myself personally, because these are things that I've struggled with. You know. There's, the only rule I have about this series is to be honest and to be vulnerable. And yeah. I got to live by that too. So in our conversations, like I am just like, I, I got to tell you a lot of the things that you're talking about, I've definitely suffered from either in the past or, you know, uh, not too long ago, but I want to, I want to be real, Samantha. 
you can't be positive all the time. I mean, you have your ups and your downs yeah. and you do too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Talk to my children. They'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So mm. what I'm getting at here is mm. that this, this, this idea yeah. of being perfect, I think that's the lie. Yeah. I think that's the lie that's like that people are struggling with. You know, being the perfect wife, being the perfect husband, being the perfect father, being the perfect son, daughter, being the perfect student, the perfect employee, the perfect boss, it doesn't exist. And I think if we could get to a place of understanding that perfection is a lie, it would make us more comfortable with being human and who we actually are. I, I completely agree. I mean, what is perfection anyway? What is it? You exactly. Know, you know, I, I really, I, I try not to use that word anyway. I tend to kind of use the word authentic. Be your authentic self. If you're in a bad mood, that's okay. If you're in a good mood, that's okay. We're human beings and we're going to go up, we're going to go down. We need the contrast sometimes, you know, and you're never, I, I've never met anybody that's been 100%, per, you know, positive. I put, yeah. To be honest with you, I think I'd find that quite annoying. Me too. Me too. You know I'm a New Yorker. I don't, I, we don't like anybody. Right, right. So, <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> you know, I, I love New Yorkers. I spent many years in my teens in New York, <laughs> enjoying New Yorkers. Um, but yeah, you know, this is the thing. And, you know, again, even, you know, if you're not having a positive moment or if you're feeling really rubbish one day, that's okay. You know, you can still love yourself in that moment. You can, if you want to stay in bed with the duvet, stay in bed with the duvet. If that's what you feel you need to do, you know. Yeah. It's about expectation again. And it's about realizing that we don't have to meet everybody's expectation. Everybody has the bar set to different heights, you know. It's about where is your bar set? What is okay for you? And when yeah. you release yourself from feeling the need to please others or reach others' expectation, you'll feel free and you'll feel happier. I agree with you a thousand percent. And I just want to touch on, um, on trust because I think that what we're getting at here is now also trusting yourself yeah. to make the right decisions for yourself. I feel like we live in a world now where we're constantly being bombarded by other people's thoughts and opinions, the television, yeah. the, the internet, the social media, whatever it is. You know, everyone's telling you what to be. No one's asking you who you are. Yeah. How do we come to the, to the understanding of trusting ourselves? Because we do know what's best for us. Yeah. It's, from what I've experienced, it's not an easy thing to do. Because, like you say, we're surrounded by everybody's expectations, everybody's opinions, everybody's input. We see it on TV. We see it when we're out and about. We see it on social media. We hear it from our family and friends. Oh, you're doing that again. Or, oh, you know. And... Again, it's, I, I feel for myself and with my experience, it's about building up that resilience and that confidence within yourself that says, you know what, I'm going to try this avenue. I'm going to try this and do this. And do you know what? If it doesn't work, that's okay. That's right. okay. Because right. I'm going to learn from that. I haven't failed from anything. I'm just, I'm still learning. But also it's about learning to block out and not absorb what other people think and feel either. I did a post on my page just the other day saying, you know, people always have something to say, but they're usually the ones that don't pay your bills. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's so true. Like, yeah. you know, people are always going to say something, but if you kind of get back to the core of it, which is, you know, I pay my bills, 
I run my life, I run my household, I do whatever. I can do what I want to do. And I don't need to hear anybody's negativity or anybody's thoughts or feelings on what I'm doing because I'm a grown person. See, a lot of us have inner child stuff there as well. And mm. that will often play out in our adulthood and in the decisions we make. And that, that doesn't help in trusting ourselves either. Okay. But thousand percent, please keep going on this. This is so you important. Know, inner child stuff, you know, and again, I speak from experience. Like it wasn't until I reached my late twenties, my early thirties, and I've become a mother twice that I was really addressing like deep inner child stuff that I didn't even know was there. And when I reflect back, I think that, you know, it was that scared little child that didn't think she could do anything right. Mm. So I went and I made decisions that were likely to fail, well, not fail, but were likely to go in the direction I didn't want, right? But when you kind of can nurture that little child and heal it in whatever way feels right for you and heal any wounds or pains that are still there, and that never happens overnight, you become empowered, you merge with that child that's still there. We all have that child within us, but it's about whether that child's happy or that child's wounded, mm. yeah? Because when we have the wounded child there, we often act out a lot of those wounds and we see through wounded lens as well. Mm. Yeah. And that can aid in your trust. You know, we can't control what happens to us as kids, but we can take responsibility for our healing and our actions as adults. We can, you know, um, but that's, yeah, that's a big one that I've noticed with clients as well in terms of having trust in themselves to make the right decisions for them. Yeah, man, I think the stuff that you're hitting on right now is just so important and so key. I mean, we're basically talking about human development and, yeah. you know, how I think that I think that, yes, I think that somewhere along the lines, like we can look throughout history and we can see like, you know, <laughs> children turning into adults um, older and older according to that number. Right. That yeah. age number. Yeah. Um, th throughout history. And I would say that, yes, I, I can't agree with you more. There are people now who are in their 20s, maybe even in their early 30s, and they're still suffering from yeah. the wounds that they experienced as a child. Yeah. You know? Because they weren't given the proper... This is the reality. I think, and I'm not a therapist, but this is what I think. They weren't given the proper tools to yeah. learn how to deal with or how to handle X, Y, and Z. Yeah. And so therefore, they keep growing and they keep getting... They're just getting older but they've stopped developing. Yes. Yes. You know? Totally, totally agree. And it's, it's, I guess in a way it, it's not great because a lot of our parents, you know, they don't have the tools themselves to pass Absolutely. on, right? Like they don't have Absolutely. the knowledge or the wisdom and a lot of pain and, you know, wounded energy carries on in families because until somebody says, okay, enough's enough let's do some healing around this. Let's kind of sort this out. So this actually doesn't pass on. And it was really important for me to do that because I have two young girls, very impressionable. And they're looking at me as their caretaker, caregiver, wisdom keeper, um, teaching them the right way in life, you know, and, and keeping them safe and protected. And I thought, how can I do that if I haven't even dealt with my own stuff? So it was really, really important. I didn't want them to go through that either. So again, that was a big part of why I ended up going down the route that I went with, with my work as well. Mm. 
I love that. Yeah, I, I can I can agree with you on that on that point. I know that once we once my wife and I started having children, um, all of these things as a, as a child started to bubble up really yeah. quick because yeah. now all of a sudden you're responsible for this little human and yeah. you're saying what the hell I don't know how to take care of myself yep um it becomes very real very quickly uh and I would say that yes I I agree with you a thousand percent you know that that development that desire to you know want to grow definitely started to really flourish um yeah. once once the children started coming about yeah yeah you know well, listen, I've taken up a lot of your time here and, I, and I'm so grateful for this conversation. I mean, I feel that the value, you know, that this series is bringing to people by bringing other people's stories to light is something that I really, really want to emphasize. I think that people, everyone out there, we're all struggling with something. And when we, if we look at it very general, the, the stuff that we talked about today, you know, development, um, that inner child, taking care of one another, taking care of ourselves, giving ourselves permission and trusting ourselves. I mean, I think that these are really, really big um, topics, you know? Yeah. If you could, and I'm putting you on the spot here a little bit, but if you could, just sum it up for me. Sum it up for me. Somebody who, who's on the verge, someone who's on the fence, someone who recognizes that they want to grow. They recognize that they're not there. They're, they understand that they have fears. They understand that they value other people's opinions too much. They're there. Push them over. Push them over the fence. Give me something that, that people can, can really buy into to just take that next step in their life to becoming who they were, who they're supposed to be. I want to say intuitively, I want to say straight away, you can change your life. You can change your life by taking the smallest step forward. You cannot measure progress. You just can't. And by taking small steps, you're going to see changes occur when those small steps happen. It doesn't have to be a huge amount of effort, but those little, that little bit of effort you put in, you will see big changes come from that. And then when you see more and more change coming into your life from the little bit of effort and the small changes that you make, you're going to want more and more of it. Feeling good is addictive. That's it. I love that. Love that. Love that. <laughs> Samantha, for those, so we're going to take this, we're going to chop this up into little yeah. gems that we're going to put on our Instagram and our Facebook. I'll take a long, you know, the whole version of this, edit it down. We'll put it up on our podcast, our YouTube. Um, where can people find you if they're, if they're interested in learning more and talking to you directly, where can they, where can they find you? Well, you can find me on Facebook. Um, so my businesses are solely on Facebook. So we have Samantha Francis Soul Holistic. We have Samantha Francis author. That's my author page. Um, and you could go to my website too, but I'll be honest, I'm, I'm very consistent on, on Facebook. I'm mostly present there. So send me a message, any questions. I'd love to assist anybody that's got any, anything that they're going on with. I love to help people. It, it's always a pleasure of mine to see people and help people grow. And don't go through this alone. You don't have to do anything alone. There's always people out there that are willing and open to helping you. Um, see the best version of you. I love it, Samantha. Thank you so much. And thank you for, for working with us. I know it was a struggle getting you on here, but thank you so much just for working with us to make it happen. I can't stress enough. 
the value of what you've brought today. I would even love to, if you're open to it at some point in the near future to revisit and maybe yeah. go a little bit more in depth on, yeah. um, on some of these subjects, because totally. I think it's going to be very, very valuable for people. Yeah. Uh, it's been a pleasure being here. Thank you so much for having me. And I would love to come back and discuss more topics. Um, anything you want to talk about, I'm an open book. You know that already. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Samantha, thank you so much. All right. All right, we'll Take talk care. again soon. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Bye. Wow, everybody. So for those who are watching who just tuned in here, um, the I2 series with Samantha Francis, it took a while to get her on board, but man, was it an incredible episode. I believe that this episode has so much value for individuals. So if you are watching this and you know somebody that needs to see this, please share this with them. Um, again, throughout the week, we'll just be posting up some clips of this. But please, guys, share the I Choose Series Facebook page, I Choose Series Instagram page, also I Choose Series on iTunes, Podbean, and now YouTube, um, promoting, promoting inspirational content that hopefully reminds people that they're the lead in their life. Um, thank you very much. And if you'd like to support us, visit www.ichoose.one. That's ichoose.one because it's one choice that can change our life forever.